This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. All right. So very, very fast, very short. Um, Baruch Hashem, we sold 158 dedications so far um, to the to the new book. We, we got the cover already done, and um, we have to sell 300 and, 358 altogether. So we're halfway there. Whoever's interested um, can call Ornava, 1718-O-H-R-N-A-A-V, um, or go to Ornava's website and buy a day. It doesn't have to be a day. Everyone's like, oh, it's my birthday, and somebody took my day. Any day you, any day you dedicate becomes your day. So maybe, you'll, maybe something good will happen on that day because you took that day. So it's very short, just very short. Um, give it up the aim. So every morning when you dive in, we say, These are the things that have no shear, no measurement. Peya, the corner of a field, Bikurim, Hariyon, Gimias Chasadim, and Tamatayra. This you're going to get rewarded in this world, and the Karen KMS in the next world. The Elohim, the first one's Kibbutz Avaim. Before Gimias Chasadim, before Ashkamas Besam Medrashim, first one is Kibbutz Avaim. There's a very interesting Rashi that people do not know. Um, everyone knows that it says Kabbalas Vicha Vesimechen that starts the Dibras in Pashas Yisro. The man Yirichun Yomecha Al Hadama Hashem Olekecha Noisin Lach. In order that you will live long on the ground that God has given you, Eretz Yisrael. So I can just tell you from what's been going on lately. So many kids are getting kicked out of camp, and 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 it's not it's not normal. My phone didn't stop ringing. Like just go. Caught over the phone. This girl, girl, it's like you go to camp and they kick out of camp, and then and they can't go back to school, and it's it's crazy. And the parents are just they're going they're going out of their minds. So so yeah, if you if you if you're good to your parents and you give them less stress, then they'll live longer. If they live longer, then you'll be able to do kiruvim longer. But says Rashi, if you give them covid, your parents yirichin yemecha. And uh, your, your life will be long. The imlav, no one knows that, Rashi says. If imlav, you chas v'sham If not, you'll have a short life. So maybe it means that you'll have a short life. You'll have a short life ability to do kiddo aim because you cause your parents that much stress. You're killing them. Not a joke. So everyone knows that you'll live long, but I, I never even saw this, Rashi. Rashi says that, God forbid, if you don't, it's... Uh, it's um, and, and it's a promise that you live long on this world and on the next world. You gotta do kibbutzim. You gotta give them less stress. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, one of the things you have to think about when, before you come home late or you don't call them, whatever it is, that you're causing stress and stress kills. Every bad disease that kills people, every doctor will tell you, it's mainly based on stress. Give your parents less stress. Don't mess. Give your parents less stress. Okay. Um, this week's power show. It's Pasha's Pinchas. So, if you know anything about Pasha's Pinchas, we have a little story going on here. At the end of Pasha's Balak, so they saw, they saw Moab and Midian saw they could not get the Jews by cursing them. So they came up with this grand idea that God hates immorality. If we could make the Jews do something immoral, then they're going to die without us killing them. So, that's what they did. They, they dwelled in Shittim. And the people began to commit Znus. 
immoral acts with the Benos Moav. But the and the people began to to do a vaydazara. And they ate treif. And they bowed down. Whoa, this went crazy over here. They 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 they, they were immoral with women, and then then and, and then they started doing a vaydazara, and then they started eating treif, and they stopped bowing down. Wow, that's that's not you know they weren't in for that. They were in it just to be immoral. about what happened over here? Oh, Hashem Hashem got angry. So what happened? 24,000 Jewish men died. How did they get these men who came out of Mitzrayim, who got the Torah, who went through the whole situation with the Egel, right? Aaron Cohen just died. They have Moshe Ben as a leader. How did they get them pretty much to do almost all the, the three worst sins? They're bowing down to Abed Zara, they're with women, they're committing adultery, they're serving idols, and they're eating Chazar. How could that be? How did they do that? So, so they lured them in. This is the story of the smartphone. Now you know, Rabbi Wallstein, why are you talking about a smartphone? How does that get into Pashas? Bullock and Pinchas. Because I was there when it first came out. And when it first came out, it was the most innocent machine in the world. There were no movies on it. There was no Facebook on it. It was just used. It was this huge phone. My father had it in his car. It was this big this big. And it was just for you able to do business while you're driving to call your mother. There was no movies, no WhatsApp, no nothing, no pictures. You couldn't get a picture. It was like a regular phone on the wall. Huh? The doctors had beepers and the beepers became phones. Right. So it starts off very innocent. And, 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 and that's the power of the Yitzhahara. Yitzhahara doesn't start up with you like, let's go do a big Avera. That's not how, that's not how he works. I, I, I spoke about the television. You know, I never speak about television. I never gave a, sh- a Muslim shmooz on television. You know, I talk about phones and other things. Not television. Not even movies. I grew up with the television. So, I'm very desensitized. I watch the little, the, the, what I watch. The Little Rascals, Superman, Gilligan's Island. Nothing really too bad. It was black and white. You had to get up to change the channel. There was no... What? What does that mean? Huki? Naki TV? Yeah, thank you. I can imagine. What does that mean? What are you watching? Shiram? It's clean TV. It's like more It's a TV? It's a TV or you get it on your phone? No, you can get it on your phone. You can buy a TV set in the... In, in, Yeah, but you have other stuff on it also. So see, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. I'll explain to you. I'll explain to you how brilliant he is. So, so, so we had a TV. So that's what we had. We had Superman. We had the Three Stooges, um, Abbott and Costello, like just vaudeville stuff. And what we didn't have Sesame Street growing up. No, not growing up. No, we didn't have that. We had Captain Kangaroo. So, my Rebbe in Yeshiva Spring Valley used to get up and say, Avoid the Zora box! You're not allowed to have an Avoid the Zora box in your house! And I was like, no one is bowing down to this TV, and like, what is he talking about? And in my head, I was like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's this rabbi who heard about a TV 
there's nothing there. The honeymooners, who's Jackie Gleason, wasn't allowed to walk, they had a studio, right? Wasn't allowed to walk into the bedroom on the TV on, with his wife. Just walk in even. They would have to walk in separately. It was, it was like so clean on purpose. On purpose. So I didn't hop what my Rebbe was saying. And, and I didn't agree with him. He was talking, you know, he was a this man, and he didn't know what was on TV. And he's like, avoid the Zohar box, you have to burn it, you have to throw it out of your window, and you can't have it in your house. And I'm thinking, Rabbi, you have no idea what you're talking about. So the way I talk about iPhones, that's what we're talking about television. And some people are like, Ray Watson, you don't know what you're talking about, right? So um, he was 100% correct. Why? Because when the Eighth Sahara first brought your TV into the house, it, it had the news and Channel 13, some science or whatever, and then a Spanish channel, and then and, and that was it. And, and, and so, so, so he, he said, bring the TV into the house. So he brought the TV into the house. 20 years later, 25 years later, the Bachelorette, the Bachelor, no one's dressed, the, 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 the sitcoms with just all gay people, and, 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 and they, you can't watch. You can't watch television. There's nothing to watch. There's nothing to watch. So... No, I don't. I don't. I don't know about. I don't want to even know about. I, I don't even like the subject matter. I'm like, they have everything. So, but his job was to get the TV in the house, and he knew that the Wallerstein family would never take the TV into the house that had bad stuff on it. He's like, no, watch the news, watch the Yankees, watch Jackie Gleason, watch Emma Costello. Now I got the TV in the house. So for the rest of your life, you're going to have a TV. What's on TV tonight? The worst sitcoms, the worst garbage, the worst. Terrible, terrible, terrible stuff. The worst anti-Israel and all this stuff. So he's, he's brilliant. In other words, when the phone came out, the phone would come out with pornography and disgusting movies and girls talking to boys all the time and all this other stuff. No Jewish people would have bought it. Crazy. It's tumor. Give it a phone. Business. Talk to your family. Right? That whole, the whole chat, the whole chat when it first came out was so kosher because he had a family chat. We're only talking to each other about what's going on in the family. And then a, 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 you know, a school chat. And then a block chat. And then a singles chat. And then I don't even want to tell you what kind of chat. So that's his koyach. His koyach is the nachash. The nachash didn't tell Chava when she came to the tree. Hey, let's eat from the tree and do an Avera. He's like, what's up with the tree? Are you allowed to eat from it? A little push. Look, nothing happened. He didn't go walk over and say, here's from the tree, eat it. She would have said, get out of here, you're sugar, you crazy snake, get away from me. But no, it was a whole story. So, so listen to this medrash. Amazing medrash. This is not something new. This is not, the, he just modernizes the, the satan. He doesn't change his ways. He just modernizes things. So listen, this is Avos Moy. We're talking thousands of years ago. Listen to the game. How are you going to get a Jewish man who stood by Matan Torah who went through Kriyos Yamsov, who Moshe Rabbeinu was his Rebbe, you, how are you going to get him to eat treif, serve avoid the Zorah, and sleep with non-Jewish women? How, like, where, where is the Satan even going to start? So this is what he did. Listen carefully. But Tikran Olam Azizchei Elakei. Ubalak Osir Ketvar Bilam. Balak did what Bilam told him to do. Vehemen Olam Lo'erakol Oseh They put up tents. Okay. Now, the one thing the Jews did not have in the Midbar was flax, linen. So, 
they wanted to buy something nice for their wives, linen scarves. And Moab knew the Jews did not have linen, so they just put up a bazaar, a nice bazaar, a shuk, selling linen. Now, for men, we're not going to go buy linen from some girl that's dressed not, you know, sales girl. And Bilam knew that, and Asatan knew that. So he said, we're going to put the old, old, old Rebetzin ladies out of the tent. It's a true story. Out of the tent. And they're going to say, we have linen. Look, I have samples. Come into the tent. In the tent was the young lady. This is his game. It's like, I have a phone. There's nothing on it, right? But what's in that phone that you can get to? On the outside of the phone is, I got, I got the phone for school. I got the phone for, for, for business. Okay. Listen to what he does here. So, by every door there was a Zaina, and very well dressed. But outside the door was a very old lady. And in her hand she had linen. After they ate lunch and the Jewish men were in good mood. So the ladies, the old ladies that were standing outside, there was no way that anybody was having any bad thoughts about these ladies. So they were, they were selling linen. They didn't have linen. They came. How much is it? How much you want for that linen? I want to buy my wife. Imagine. They're buying their wife a present. They end up being with the girl. Satan is so smart. He's so smart. These are good people. They didn't go there to mess around. They went there to buy linen. Okay? So, So the young Zaina came to the doorway. She was decked in jewels. So she would say, Why don't you come inside? I have a sample of linen, but the linen, the things, the, the bolts of cloth, they're inside. Listen to this. Aren't we from the same father? Oh, we work together in the same office. Like, why do you think you're different than me? So they said, Terach Abi Avram. Terach was the father of Avram. Why do you hate us? We love you. And we think you're special. We're not going to sell you this linen. Oh, no. We're going to give it to you for free. Drugs for free. We're going to give you drugs for free. Yeah. And that's how they get kids to buy drugs. The kid doesn't have money to buy drugs. They give it to them for free. Then they need it. They become addicted and then they need it. That's how the, that's how the drug trade works. Okay, we'll give it to you free. I don't want your mama. We don't want money. Really? Okay. You're offering a Jewish guy free stuff. Gotta check it out. Free, free linen. Okay. She took out, she took out, said, well, listen, before you buy the linen, let's have a little lunch. But the Jew said, I'm not going to eat tray for food. I don't eat tray for food. So he's in this tent with this beautiful girl. She's offering him food. He's like, no, I'm kosher. I'm kosher. So she said, no problem. We have lamb. We have, we have little lambs and goats. You take out your knife and do shkita. 
like your God told you. We don't want you to sin. We don't want you to be different. You know, we, we respect your religion. You're part of the family. She gave him wine to drink. At this point, you were allowed to drink Gaiyusha wine. There was no, there was no Yain Nesach. The Gaiyusha wine wasn't Nesach. Now she got him. He started to drink wine. He wanted to be with her. Why are you in such a rush? I'm yours whenever you want. They gave him to eat. And they gave him a chicken. And you shecht it. But do me a favor, she said. When you shecht your chicken or the goat... Shachat oisel ifnei avoydazara. Shechten in front of my avoydazara. So now you're you're sacrificing the animal or the bird to the avoydazara. Who bal paar? That was the name of the avoydazara was bal paar. Shibazelo yikolenezek. You're not hurting anybody. Just you, you're shechting it. You're going to eat your kosher chicken. Just do it in front of the avoydazara. By Yisrael has actually shechtem anayim since he drank from the wine. So he shechted in front of bal paar. Then he, he wanted to be with her. She said, not yet. You have to serve my Avodah first. He said, I need Yehudi. I'm a Jew. I can't do that. I'm not asking you to bow down to Baal Pa'ar, to my Avodah I would never ask you that. How did you serve Baal Pa'ar? You went to the bathroom on it. That's how you serve this Avodah Zarah. It's called Baal Pa'ar. Disgusting. She said, no, I want you to make on it. It's a bizarre to embarrass my avoid Then, if you do that, we'll be together. Now that he was all mixed up, he was drinking and everything. Also, he did everything she said. So, therefore, after that, they made the halacha that you cannot drink wine of a non-Jewish person. That way... Once a non-Jewish person touches the wine, she can't give it to you to drink. That was to protect the men. That halacha came from this. So again, it's, 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 it didn't change. It didn't change. His way of working did not change. It opens up with a girl talking to a guy at work, and he's just talking to her like about her life, and, and, and you know, I, I watch you, and you're so sweet, and your husband is so... You guys have such a good marriage, and I have a miserable marriage, and they always say that because they want to do things they shouldn't, and they're like blaming it on their wife or whatever it is. And you start talking to them, you're very innocent. That's how we worked it. And then at the end of the day, you're eating tray, if you're with him, and you're and you're doing avodah zarah. It has not changed. And they lost twenty four thousand Jews, twenty four thousand Jewish men to this, and we never forgave them. We don't we don't we don't marry into Moab because of this, this and because they didn't do chesed. It's a, very, it's a very interesting... I remember when I learned this as a young boy, this is It was interesting for a young boy to learn, but altogether it was... It, it's just interesting how he traps us. It's a trap. That's why he's called a, he's, he's called a spider. This fly doesn't see the web. And the internet's called the web. I wonder why. Must be a reason why it's called the web. And the net. And a cell. And all, all, what? And Apple. Well, that's not part of this idea. Okay. <laughs> Blame who? 
he shouldn't he yeah he should have not gone into there. He should have said bring bring the linen out. The minute he saw a girl dressed like that with jewelry on and saying, I want to eat with you and I want to drink with you, he should have hit the road. Right there and then. Hit the road. The problem, the problem, and, and I gave this shit, I don't know, 10 years ago. The, the problem with most sins is we rationalize it. So you're not, you're not, you, you make it into something that's not bad. They were like, I'm buying linen, what's the big deal? She, 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 she give, she's letting me shech the animal. The wine is kosher. That's what happened to the Jews by, by Achishverosh. The wine was kosher. The, there was no girls at the party. He only invited Vashti down. There was no girls at the party. It was separate seating. Vashti had her party. The Jews had it. They were like, it's separate seating. It's kosher food. The wine was served by Jews. What's wrong with it? And the answer is, you shouldn't be at that Scottish party. She broke him down. She broke him down. Yeah. It, the reason, the reason, the reason that the Mishnah says, the reason of Shemitagia is to protect you from that. The reason the Mishnah says Al Taba Sichem Isha doesn't say women are bad. It says you shouldn't talk to them because in the end, you will end up in hell. What are you talking about? I can't talk to a girl. Going to end up in hell? Like rabbis, you're nuts. The answer is that's how it starts. It doesn't start any other way. It starts with talking. Ninety percent of emotional relationships turn in physical. Twenty percent of physical relationships turn emotional. So that's why talking to boys is going to end up in a bad place. What do you mean? He's a nice guy. We're just talking. I know. That's the answer. That's how it starts. Girls are good girls. They're not. They don't want to do averus. That, but that's the trap. That's the trap. It's a trap. Look at this. this these were these were not these were not guys you know in 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 2019. These were these were the, the people from the midbar. I mean, they went through. They saw everything, and and they got trapped. Once they started drinking wine, they weren't thinking anymore. They were drunk. There's a, there's a there's a little bit of a problem with girls in Israel drinking drinking. A big problem in some seminaries this year. It's one of the biggest problems of sending girls to Israel because there's no drinking age. and So they go to the bar and they think it's cute to drink a little bit, but then boys take advantage of them because once you're drunk, once you drink a little bit, you're not thinking the way you're supposed to be thinking. So it's a her that just get the drink into her and then she's not who she is. I don't send, you, I, I don't send young girls to Israel. No way. I had today two girls by me. told the parents, no way. No way. There's no drinking age. They go away for Shabbos. They end up in hotels in a lot and in in Tel Aviv and places that their parents are not there. Not, no one's watching them on Shabbos. They just have to say where they're going. Terrible. Terrible. And then they, they, you know, and then once they're drinking, once a guy has a girl drunk, he takes advantage of her. So she's not thinking. So these girls got the guys, guys drunk and they took advantage of them. And then they did talk a big averus. What Bilam couldn't do with cursing the Jews, they did. 24,000 men is a lot of men. It's not two, two men, four guys. 24,000 Jewish men. They trapped them. You have to be very careful. That's why we have Gedarim. That's why you have Gedarim. That's why you can't, that's why you can't have Yichud. You worried about uh, Rav Chaim Kainevsky with you in a room together? For sure not. Are you kidding me? Are you not right? Well, how can you even speak like that? When it comes to man and girl, there's no, there's no apotropos. There's no guardian. 
There's no control. There's no guardian. It doesn't matter if you're the biggest tzaddik in the world. You can't be alone. You cannot be alone. With a girl in a car, it doesn't make a difference. Not so some people don't, right? Like your I don't. I try not to. I'm saying I try not to. A lot of men won't. A lot of men won't. There's no, there's no yichud. the car. You can open. Yeah, you can open the window a little bit. Whatever. But is it, like you worried about this tzaddik with yichud? The answer is ain't never trouble our eyes. Satan trips us with innocence. That's how that was, that's how the first Avera was done. She was very innocent, Chava. She wasn't she wasn't a bad person. She was very innocent. She was answering him. She was just getting into a little discussion with him. He destroyed her. He destroyed us. He destroyed the whole world. That's the Nachash. You're saying that, but where was Adam when he was when he was supposed to? He was in yeshiva learning. He sent her out to get some fruit. He sent her out go get me some fruit. She came back with the wrong stuff. By when? Sure, there was. Yichud was always Yichud. So the they went out to they went out to buy. To well, at bu- the same time? Yeah, oh. they heard they're, they're they're selling linen. So the guys the guys went out. They're selling linen. Let's go see what's going on. Let's see what they have. It doesn't say how many. It could be there were fifty out there. I don't know. You can't you can't have Yichud by dating. Your car, a car is not considered halachically yichud, and a lot of guys have the window open and drop, a drop open. That's all you need. Because a girl, the girl can get out of the car at any time. So it's not, it's not. It's, but a lot of guys, real, real from yeshiva guys, the windows are drop open, hundred percent. Ain't up a chopis No, if you're going walking, there's no, there's no problem with walking. Yichud is a room, a closed room. Not, not walking through. a Maybe walking through a forest where there's no one around. I don't know. There's, there's many svarim. There's many svarim on, on the hill It's not so simple. It's not so simple. With, with the, uh, bus, I, I no, the bus. There are other people in the bus. Sitting on the wrong side. Buses and acts of stroll like that also. The Rabban, the Chachamim were very smart. They made Gedarim. They made Gedarim. When it comes to a man and a woman, they made Gedarim. You see what happened. You see what happened in this week's, in this, in, in, in this, in this Pasha. And these were, these were not simple, these are not simple men. These are not simple men. Alright, I want to talk a little bit about, um, Pinchas Eliyahu. Um, also very, very fascinating. So, so Pinchas, who was Pinchas? Pinchas played no games. Pinchas played no games. So we have to go back a little bit to Vayikra, Parshas, Achremos. 
Aaron HaKohen had four sons. He had four sons. And Nadav Anavihu got killed because they brought an Eish Zara. Where are you? Okay, listen carefully. The two sons of Aaron, Nadav and Avihu, brought their fiery pans. Hashem did not ask them to bring a fire. The fire was supposed to come from Hashem in Shemayim. It hadn't come yet. So they decided that they're going to bring the fire and they're going to make a big Kiddush Hashem. But it was a major Chil Hashem. Because it looked like that Hashem needed their help. So Hashem punished them. Hashem, a fire came out of Hashem. And it ate them up. So their bodies looked whole, but the inside of their bodies were totally burnt out. And they died. Okay? That was Nadav Avihu. They were bigger, it says, greater than Moshe and Aaron. So... Their neshamas, they were never married. One of the things they did wrong, they didn't get married. They were never married, so they were only a half a neshama, because if you're not married, you're only a half a neshama. And their neshama became one, and it came back at Gilgal in Pinchas, ben Eloza, ben Aaron HaKohen. So they were the sons of Aaron HaKohen, and they came back a generation later, right? Aaron had Eloza, and Eloza had Pinchas. So it didn't take him too long to come back to this world. Okay? Now let's see what happens. Oh, what a big lesson this week's parasha. Oh, what a lesson. So last week's parasha, Moshe Rabbeinu is standing there, right, with Aaron. And they're, 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 all these guys served up by Zara. And Behine Ishmib Israel Ba, one of the men, he was the Nasi of, of Shevet Shimon came. And he took a woman from Midjan, one of those harlots, one of those Zainas. She was a princess. In front of everybody, publicly. And Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu was standing there with his brother Ara. No, his brother wasn't alive anymore, I'm sorry. Um, and he was standing there and he was crying. Moshe Ben was crying. Why? Why was he crying? Because this guy went ahead and said to Moshe Rabbeinu, Zimri said, what am I doing wrong? You married a Midianist. You married Zipporah. Zipporah was the daughter of the Kohen of Midian, of Yisrael. I'm not doing anything worse than you did. So you can't judge me. Because he said that, he made Moshe Rabbeinu nugeya bedava. Now Moshe Rabbeinu had bad, he said things bad to Moshe Rabbeinu. Therefore Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't pass in la'alocha that he deserves to die for what he's doing because 
he was Nogayamadava. He, he had a reason now to go against this guy because he made fun of him. Meanwhile, Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu married a Midianus who became a Giyaris. After she became a Giyaris, he married her. This one here, this Zaina, she wasn't a Giyaris. So it was ridiculous what he was saying, but it took, it took, a realm of, it took Moshe Rabbeinu out of the, the, uh, the realm of Paschini Halacha. And Pinchas saw this. And he got up. He took a, he took a spear and he killed both of them. He, he speared them both together. Okay? That was Pinchas. So Hashem gave him a reward. And his reward was Pinchas had Nadav Avihu in him. Okay? Because what happened was when, when he killed the Nazi of Shevet Shimon, the whole Shevet Shimon wanted to kill him. Killed our leader. So his neshama left him. And when his neshama left him, he got the neshamas of Nadavavihu. Okay? After he did this, and he killed them, and he did a breezy shalom, he saved all the Jews, the Magefa stopped. He was rewarded that Pinchas' neshama became Eliyohan Navi. Now, we talked about Gilgal many times. That means that Elio Novi has to fix what Nodav Avihu did wrong. If he's a Gilgal, Gilgal, you come back to me, to me misaking something. What did Nodav Avihu do wrong? They brought their own fire because they didn't wait for Hashem, and therefore, they made a big chil Hashem. Listen to this story. I will end with this. I love this story. So, in Malachim Aleph, Perak Yudchez, Pasik Aleph through Lamates. So there was, in the times of Eliyahu Navi, there was Nevi'im, called Nevi'im Baal, the, the, the fake Nevi'im who served Avayi Zara. Eliyahu Navi was the only Navi on the Hashem side. All the other Nevi'im were on the Avayi Zara side. Okay? So, Vayigash Eliyahu Elkolaam. Eliyahu Navi came to all the Jews. Vayyama, he said, I don't understand. You can't play both sides of the table. You act like from Jews, you do certain things, but then you serve away the Zorah. He said something scary. He said, listen to me. Im Hashem Elohim. If Hashem is God, l'chu acharav, then follow Hashem. The im habal, and if avodu zara, if the idol is the idol, l'chu acharav, then go after him. Now, in today's world of Musar, listen, he's not, he doesn't keep Shabbos, and he doesn't eat kosher, but at least he puts on tefillin every day. Don't yell at him for putting on the tefillin. Right? If a boy, I know a boy, he's mechal Shabbos, he eats chazich with every girl you can imagine. But his one thing he does, puts on tefillin every day. Should I tell him, listen, either all or nothing? No, he's putting on tefillin. It's a mitzvah, why should I take that away from him? There's a certain point, and I'm not, I would never do that because I'm not Eliyahu Navi, where if someone rationalizes, he's never going to change. So this guy who's putting on tefillin, who's saying like, I could be with girls and I could eat trivia, I could, you know why? Because I put on tefillin. Maybe it's better he doesn't do anything. If he doesn't do anything, then he feels guilty. I had this question. When, when I first, the first day I taught in Crown Heights Yeshiva, 40 years ago, 
So I had boys in my class that were Israelis that didn't keep Shabbos. One of the boys in my class went to shul every Shabbos by car. His parents would drop him off. And then his parents would continue and go to King's Plaza. So he asked me, is it okay that I go to shul on Shabbos in a car? I just started teaching. I'm thinking to myself, they're going to King's Plaza to the mall anyway. They're driving a car anyway. At least he's going to shul. I should tell him not to go to shul. On the other hand, if he doesn't do anything, he's going to feel bad and maybe he's going to do tshuva. A lot of them were Israelis and a lot of them had what they call Shabbos meal, Friday night. So they got the TV on. They're not keeping Shabbos, but the whole family gets together and the father makes Kiddush and they cut challah and they have Moroccan fish and whatever it is. And they feel like, listen, we have, we have Shabbos. Are you showing Shabbos? I'm not showing Shabbos, but I have Shabbos. I'm thinking to myself, better you have nothing. Because when are you ever going to keep Shabbos? You feel this is keeping Shabbos. So you, 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 you rationalize this is keeping Shabbos. So this boy is like, a, like, no, don't come. Don't come by car. Don't do anything. Either all or nothing. But you can't, you, no one's on this level to be able to, uh, to take away a mitzvah. I know he got to a point where he realized that, yes, they, 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 today is God. Tomorrow is, is not God. Next day is God. Passover will have a big Pesach party. But then the next day we're going to have Chomets. And then we're going to go watch things we shouldn't. And, and, and uh, like, like, you know, like these people who, have Siddharam, they're not religious, but they watch the Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston at the Seder. So tell them not to have a Seder, or, or have a Seder, and if the TV's on, the TV's on. Right? So today's generation, we pretty much do the mitzvah, keep the mitzvah. Like, we don't want to take that away from them. You know, realized that they are never going to stop serving Abayi Zara unless I force them. You're either going to serve only Abayi Zara and don't go to shul, and don't dive into Hashem, or you're going to serve Hashem and don't do Abayi Zara. No more rationalization. This is what he said. Well, you know, we could say that. We, for us to say that, we can't say that. Right? Okay. That's what he tells him. Finished. In my Baal, go after Baal. In my Shem, go after Shem. The low Anuha and the people didn't answer him. When he said, take a side, they didn't take a side. Okay. Well, he says, fine. I am alone. And the other side, the Nevi'im of the Avayi were 450 prophets, false prophets. He says, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take two cows, and they're going to be exactly the same size. We're going to cut them up. We're going to each build them as Bayach, an altar. You're going to put your cows on your altar, and I'm going to put my cows on my altar. And we're going to find out once and for all who's real. God my God, Hashem, or your God, the VA, the Baal. So, we're going to build the Mizbeach, we're going to put the animals on the Mizbeach, you're going to call out to your God, a fire should come from heaven, I'm going to call out for my God, a fire should come from heaven, and we'll see which one's real. So the Nevi'eh Baal started building the Mizbeach, and they put a person in the Mizbeach, and they made up that when they scream fire, he's going to light it from underneath, and it's going to light up, and the people are going to follow them. They had a whole scheme. But Hashem sent a nachash, a snake, that killed the guy that was in the Mizbeach. So when they started screaming for the, the fire, there was no fire. So this is what happened. So he says, okay, everyone put it on the fire, on your, on your wood, on your Mizbeach. You call your God, and I'll call my God. And which God answers in fire? Who will look him? He's the God. Let's do a test. We're going to run a test. Oh, they like that. The whole nation answered, yeah, 
Good idea. Let's do that. Of course, they had a guy in the Mizbeach. They had Eliyahu beat here. Okay, you choose which animal you want. You go first. Don't put a fire, and you call out to your God. They took the cow, and they called the Baal Paul. From morning to late evening, the Baal didn't answer. No, not a voice. Nothing happened. So, Eliyahu came over to them, and he said to them, he made fun of them, You're not yelling loud enough. I think he's sleeping. Your bowel is sleeping. If you yell loud enough, maybe you'll wake him up. But you could call God. Also, these idiots, these idiots started screaming louder. The blood was running out of their noses from screaming and out of their eyes. They really thought they had to wake up this other Zara. That's how much, that's how, how sick you can be. You can get so crazy. That you really think that you can wake up and avoid the zaro. Anyway, it ain't happening. They ain't called the einoina. Vayomaliyolachamaam said to everyone, Yeshua Eli comes to me. Vayikshalaam Eila Vayapas Mizbech Hashem Haram. He took twelve stones. He built a mizbeach so it wasn't hollow, so they could see there was nothing, no man inside. They built twelve stones. He put on the mizbeach the the animals. He put wood on it, and then he poured water all over the mizbeach. Four kadim of water. The water poured out all over the Mizbeach. When it became evening, he went to the Mizbeach, and he said the following. He didn't yell. He didn't scream. He said the following. Hashem Avram, God, the God of Avram, Yitzhak Yisrael. Hayam Yivadlak Yisrael. Please, today show the Jewish nation that you are God. And that I'm your servant, and I only did it according to your word. Aneni Hashem Aneni. By the way, this is where Aneni comes from. Women have this sitter called Aneni. Aneni Hashem Aneni. Answer me Hashem, answer me. V'yedu amazeki ato Hashem olokim. V'tipal Hashem, a fire came down. V'tachal asa'el was the eitzim, was the one, was the offer. It burnt the, it burnt the ola, it burnt the wood, it burnt the stones, it burnt the, de- the dirt, it burnt the water. V'yakal ha'am, v'yupal ha'panehem. And the, the people saw this, and they fell on their faces. V'yermu, adinai hu elohim, adinai hu elohim, which we say in Yom Kippur. That's the last part that we say in Yom Kippur. Um, and that's the end of the story. Now, why am I telling you this story? Well, first of all, it's just very interesting. What Eliyahu said is stop rationalizing. You're either in or you're out. Stop with the baloney. Stop with the baloney. Don't rationalize all your bad stuff. Know your stuff. You're either, you're either this way or you're that way. If you're a servant of Hashem, then be a servant of Hashem. If you're not a servant of Hashem, then don't... Again, do whatever you... I'm not going to say that you shouldn't do the good that you're doing because I can't say that. Like, nobody could say that. I can't say that. But what he's, try, what he's telling the Jews is like, be real. You can't, you can't play both sides of the fence. Be real. That's number one. But number two, this was the tikkun for Nadav Vavio. Because Nadav Vavio made a chilo Hashem. Why? Because they didn't wait and they brought their own fire. The Tikkun was, Eliyahu Navi, who was now another Navi with Pinchas, had to wait a whole day. And he didn't bring his own fire. So the Chil Hashem that he made, that they brought their own fire, in front of the whole Klai Yisrael, now the whole Klai Yisrael was here again, and he did the opposite. He, they didn't bring, he didn't, Eliyahu didn't bring his own fire, he waited, and Hashem brought the fire, and he made the biggest Kiddush Hashem. So he was Misaken, and it says right after that, he went up to Shemayim, because that was it, he was done. 
He was misakin with another Rebidu. Every person, when they come to this world, we have a chance, we're all here to fix something. We have a chance to fix the exact thing that we did wrong. They're going to put you in the same position. You have to wait a whole day, and he couldn't light the fire, and he did a Kiddush Hashem in front of the whole Kaisro, then he waited for the fire to come down, which another Rebidu did not wait for the fire to come down. He did the exact same thing, but he fixed it. And then he became, went up to Shemayim, and that was the Navi. At the same time, he comes to every bris, it says. So, there's a machlokis why he comes to every bris. But he said, Lashon Haran Klai And he told Hashem, when he was a Navi, that the Jews are not doing bris milah. And Hashem was very upset that he spoke Lashon Haran Klai So Hashem said, every time a Jew does a bris milah, you have to leave Gan Eden, come down to this world, Malach bris. You have to see the bris and come back and report to me that he did a bris milah. Hashem doesn't want us to talk bad about his children. I said, it's like you go to PTA. I tell my teachers, don't talk bad about their kids. Say, he needs help, but don't talk bad. Because you know what, if you talk bad about then they're not going to like you, and they're not going to like the school. Parents know about their kids. They don't want you to talk bad. People have to be very careful, especially now in the three weeks. Jews are cheap. And well, say, you're not allowed to talk like that. You're not allowed to talk like that. You're not allowed to talk like that. Because the Satan says it, Hashem's like, come on, you're, 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 you're prosecuting. But when a Jew says it, then the sultan says, I didn't say it. She said it. She's a Jewish girl. What do you want from me, Hashem? Your own people are talking like that. So in the three weeks, you be very careful not to talk, only to talk good about Klai Yisrael. Only to talk good about Klai Yisrael. And we should all, we should all have that slacha and the schus to see Eliyahu Navi Bekarov You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.